It is the final stunning conclusion to what has been a long series, which I'm happy to say is coming to a close because I've been doing a lot of editing. Uh, Part 7 of our set review for Zendikar Rising. So I hope you'll enjoy this and I hope you will catch us in just a day or so as we talk about our first impressions of actually having played with this set. Enjoy. Next card, like we were talking about, this card will probably see play in standard Thundering Rebuke, one and a red sorcery at uncommon. Thundering Rebuke deals four damage to target creature or planeswalker. This is just a pretty milly, vanilly, fairly powerful removal effect. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Nothing to really add, probably closer to sideboard than main deck. I would agree. Not being able to go face is a limitation. So yeah, you board this in in places where you used to bring in Lava Coil. This is Mm -hmm. kind of a Lava Coil replacement. Better in some cases, worse in some cases. A card I am pretty high on. Um, I would love to hear your opinion. And if you could read for us, Agadim's Awakening. X, black, 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 sorcery. On one side is a black mana source that you can give yourself a lightning bolt to receive untapped. And on the other side is return from your graveyard to the battlefield any number of target creature cards that each have a different converted mana cost X or less. I mean, isn't this card just bonkers? Kind of. Casting cost X or less does imply that you need to hit a certain curve for this to pay. It's definitely a free-ish thing that you can put in your deck to get back Arcfiend's Vessel, making that card more relevant for sure as one is usually a hard one to hit anyhow. If you get back a Luris, that's probably going to drive the opponent crazy because we've all been exposed to Luris being reanimated and then continuing to reanimate again and again. There isn't a ton of downside to it, so all you need is a creature curve, and this is a very playable card in your deck. So I can see why you're high on it, for sure. I I think it will get played. Why wouldn't it? Like... We, we're so used to already these black decks running. It's like that creature suite basically stops at CMC3. And so when you have an even curve of ones, twos, and threes, and you have lands that let you do this, I don't know, man. That just seems super strong to me. So it creates this situation where you're going to have consistent board presence. Even as you're flooding out, you just put things back on the board and you put things back on the board and you put things back on the board and you play this kind of obnoxiously long game as long as there is, in fact, stuff in the graveyard. Maybe Shadow's Verdict is all right after all. Two things. I realize this sounds stupid. What if this is the card that saves the party? Ah. What if full par- What if this is how you keep your full party, man? That actually doesn't sound stupid to me. You raise a really good point that this is the kind of card that could rescue... It could. It could rescue your party. So, yeah. No, I don't think that sounds stupid at all. Yeah. When when stuff is going wrong, when the popo shows up, we're going to Agadim's place. You know, that's the fallback. We got a plan. Okay, imagine this, CGB. Let's say that you reanimate your burglar rat party dude. 
Sure. Acquisitions expert. Okay, so acquisitions expert and any other party member. I'm already annoyed. Don't you love it? Doesn't that just sound <laughs> amazing? I mean, it sounds fun for me to do it. I just know other people are going to do it to me. I'm already annoyed oh with it. Oh my god, it's going to be so brutal, dude. So nasty. Someone's going to Agadim's Awakening you twice with that card, and you're just going to want to flip the freaking table. Can I also say on the art, like, I can't look at this art without thinking of the Ghostbusters cartoon series. <laughs> You know, like every time, like the whole plot of that series was every episode we go catch a ghost, but about once a season, the containment unit breaks yeah, and all the ghosts and escape all come out. <laughs> and, and then we have a serious emergency. And this is the art of the card is the containment unit breaking. Dude, that's so funny. I was thinking about the, the ghost ship scene from the Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not bad either. That's that's not bad. There are those who dwell in the mountain. <laughs> so just uh, watch CGV's stream for endless movie quotes for the end of time playing Agonim's Awakening. But I'm high on this card. I think it's one of the best of the cycle. Agreed. Okay, here's another card which I think the Rogue's deck is going to be high on. Read for us Soaring Thought Thief. Soaring Thought Thief 1 blue and one black human rogue at uncommon one three body has flash flying as long as an opponent has eight or more cards in their graveyard rogues you control get plus one plus oh whenever one or more rogues you control attack each opponent mills two cards the rogue lord oh baby oh baby what a two what more could you possibly ever want in this deck uh counter target spell and they discard a card all on one card easy <laughs> love it love don't it. ask don't ask a greedy demir mage those questions <laughs> i've learned my lesson but seriously like this is a card right this is one of those cards where it was like the rogues deck is close yep. and now it's almost like we have to play this deck. yeah like it's it's kind of there um it's just the anthem effect is pretty darn sweet and it's not as hard as people think to get eight cards into a graveyard for those of you saying uro shut up and play the matchup first before you keep telling me it's impossible because uro exists please just stop stop telling me it's impossible until you've played it all right and whenever one or more rogues that you control attack that you don't have to like, it, this card has weird incentives, because it has flash and flying. But you can play this pre-combat and get that trigger, or you can hold it and wait to play it at the perfect time. Mm, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, if you already have the 8, then you're good to go. And I love how if you don't have the 8, attacking with the rogues will help you get to the 8. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a lot to like about this card. I totally agree. It's going to be really hard to play around. It's cheap enough. It's just everything enough. As far as your rogue math, turn one, Thieves Guild Enforcer. That's two cards in the graveyard. Turn two, this, that's two more cards in the graveyard. Attack with Enforcer, that's two more cards in the graveyard. That's six. Turn three, play any rogue or attack with either rogue. That's eight. And you have a four, two Thieves Guild Enforcer and a two, three flying soaring thought thief and that was only two cards in your deck yeah and and friends drown in the lock can now counter your opponent's ugin 
as well. Baby! Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm feeling it. This card took me from rogue skeptic to... I'm not going to say I'm fully endorsing it just because it might not be my style of deck, but this is the card Rogue's needed, and it, it delivers. I mean, this... He's a believer. <laughs> I couldn't leave not a trace if I tried. In Arjuna's mind. <laughs> Sing it with me now. Yeah, so, um, yeah, my thoughts are soaring, and uh, CGB's thoughts have been soaring since 7 a.m. You can tap it for green with a Shia. We have arrived, folks. Go on. Dementia. Go on. Dementia. Uh, no, delirium. That's what I'm talking about. Delirium achieved. <laughs> oh, my God. This with a delirium deck? Oh, in a, wouldn't it be great? When the historic gets back to shadows? It's going to oh, be yeah. so much fun, dude. Can't wait. I literally can't wait. I wonder if... Is Grim Flare a rogue? Because that would just be gas. No, maybe. No. Nah. Probably right. not. Nah. <laughs> probably not. All right, moving on. Master of Winds. Two blue blue creature sphinx wizard at rare one for flyer. When Master of Winds ETBs, draw two cards, then discard a card. Whenever you cast an instant sorcery or wizard spell, you may have Master of Winds base power and toughness become 4-1 or 1-4 until end of turn. Do we need to talk about this card? Because I think it sucks. Why does everybody think this card sucks? <laughs> What's wrong with this card? <laughs> All right, make your case. What's wrong with it? Like, tell me one thing about this card that's not good. One thing? I can, I can come yes, up with... Yes, yes, yes. Give me, give me a thing. Give me a thing. Okay. One four flyer for four mana. Four one. Basically a four four, because it's whichever you need it to be. Conditional four one. All you're asking of me is an instant or a sorcery or a wizard, dude. I I I spit instants and sorceries like they're like like candy, man. I, I just walk around with those things. Dies to bone crusher anytime it matters. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so you you flip the power and toughness once, and then if you want to flip it back, you need no, to you do don't. another one. No, you don't. Your opponent has two mana and a card in their hand, and it's holding priority. Why on earth would you flip it? It just doesn't matter if you don't. It's a freaking blocker, dude. Yeah, so you block. I, I'm just fervent champion. Get out of my yard. I, it's really hard for me to tell how much you actually like this card. I agree. I actually like this card. I agree that the ETB is decent. Draw two, discard one is fine. I'm just like, why? Why are we playing a creature that? Uh, I'm not. I'm off it. So you're going to need to convince me that this card is playable. There are plenty of times where I'd rather have this than Teferi Master of Time. That's a hot take. Dude, I want two cards. I want to be able to hit my next land drop. I want to put something in the graveyard. I'm going to get back with Elspeth Conquer's Death. And I want a body on the field to jump in front of the freaking freight train the opponent's throwing at me. And when they tap out and go Questing Beast, I like play an instant and I trade. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I don't know, man. Is Santa Claus doing all right? Because <laughs> dude, cause none the... of that's none of that's weird. None of that is like off the table. Like you need a four drop. At least this one has a battlefield presence and it's on a body. You can get it back. Like I've I've had way too many Elspeth Conquers deaths that don't get anything back in the latest format. It's it's been very frustrating. And you can blink it with Yorian and get two more cards in your hand. Okay, blinking. And 
Blink, like, blinking with your is the best argument you've made so far. Everything about this is like... I like it better than Elite Guard Mage. That card got played a good amount. I like it better than Trees. People were hyped as hell about that card, uh, but people hate this card. I'm so much lower on this than I am on a Trees. Jeez, really? You think this card's yeah. better than a Trees? Absolutely. Oh a Trees is a four mana card advantage play, but there's ways that the opponent can mi- can mind boggle you. You don't make it with full information. This you make with full information. You get the choice. And it has an aggressive ability, Menace, which you don't really want to do in a controlling or mid-ranging deck very much, whereas this thing can get in there and block. How much did you play with the trees? I, dude, <laughs> th- like, look at my freaking YouTube videos. I just played Demir Yorian with four Atreus in it. And I'd rather have Master of Winds. No, no, you're not the only one. Everybody argues with me on this one, and everyone's wrong. I don't <laughs> okay, know what the wrong. I don't know what's going on here. Look, I don't think this card's flagrantly unplayable. It has an ETB, which creatures need to do these days. The ETB's pretty good, but the rest of the card just sucks to me. So that's what I'm struggling with. I I don't know why. Why does four toughness suck? I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. This card yeah. is a beast. Yeah, you're going to have to convince me, CGB. Convince me. I'll just beat you into the ground with it. Easy. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you what. Just attack you with a 1-4. To, to fairy... <laughs> Taste it. To fairy is taking the place of Master of Winds in my deck 100% of the time. Not close. Nah. Ever. Nope. Nah. Ever. Yeah. Dude, this feeds your Uro, too. Like, what? what's the problem? I don't, I don't get it. What's the problem? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. All right. We've, we've found the leak. We found the leak, chat. <laughs> okay. Talk about a missed opportunity, CGB. Base camp. Read this land for us. Base camp enters the battlefield tapped. I'm done. Right? Right. The rest, the rest of it is color fixing for your party what deck because heck? you can tap it. <laughs> Dude, why was this called too good to come in untapped? I'm so annoyed. I know. I had to go scream out the window. You can ask my Twitch stream. Training grounds came in untapped. What the actual fluff? They give us this cool mechanic, and they give us this busted land, and then they mess it up. Come on, man. Yeah. Killing me. I know. You are killing me, Smalls. I'm I'm past the, like the stages of grief. Apparently, you're still there. Let me know when you're done. We can go read a mythic or oh something. Oh my god! Why would they do this to themselves? Yeah. Okay. All right. Everyone, pour out a glass for base camp. Pour out a drink because I don't even know. All right. We, <laughs> in order to cheer ourselves up, we need to move on to a card which uh, could actually end up being kind of gas. So, ancient green warden for green green creature elemental. Mythic. 5-7 reach. You may play lands from your graveyard. Pay attention. That's a powerful ability. If a land ET being causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control to trigger, that ability triggers an additional time. So you double up your landfall triggers. And that's just for starters. There's all kinds of other things that could happen as well. This was the central card in Brian Gottlieb's deck with his Nahiri's Lithomancing thing. And this was a card that was enabling the just, you know, drawing, playing lands in the yard, etc, etc, etc. But I don't know, man. This card's just going to combo so well with so many other cards in the format. Are you with me on that? I, 
maybe it, if it's really worth it to play the six mana five seven and get lands from your graveyard you said that's a powerful ability that has never been my experience with cards that say you may play lands from your graveyard on them like i've always found that to be a very trappy ability well except in a landfall set right no no just always (laughs) (laughs) just savage okay Here's the thing. I'm I'm not saying that we're going to be playing this all over the place. I mean, I agree. It's a six-mana creature that doesn't necessarily do anything when you cast it, so that's clearly not good enough. I just think that combining landfall triggers, playing this in, in decks that might also want to be running the uh, Dryad of the Elysian Grove, I don't know, man. I just I think this card could end up doing a lot for you without that much. Like This card could just fit into other decks that are already going to be good with it. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm 100% con- confident that this is a, a card that gets you up to nonsense. It's it's mythic, and it's got, like, there is absolute mania that can happen. I'm always going to question if that's what we need to be doing. And, you know, how many how many six drops we're going to play. Is it really better than having the, you know, make a bunch of plants and pump them up card? Or are you playing it in addition to four of those? I really don't know. So... Like, those are all things that have to be answered. You only get so much space in a deck, and while this is something fun to get up to, is it the fun thing to get up to? I don't know. There's Master of Winds. It's an option. And, and just saying. Don't I don't really know if I have room for a 5-7 reach with some text when I can draw two cards, discard one, you know? I don't know. Oh, my God. We have a Sphinx fanatic over here. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this card, Bane Veil. Read this for us, CGB. One in a blue instant creatures, your opponent's control get minus two, minus oh until end of turn. Except there's also a tapped Uh, blue source on the back. On the back. Unplayable? No. No? Are you in for this card? Because I'm kind of down on it. I'm not in for this card. Okay. But there's definitely. There's definitely something in like kind of a turbo fog world that's interesting, but I don't think it will be good. To be clear, I just think it. I, I think you're going to see it someplace, sometime. That's all. I put this on the list of cards that no one should ever play ever. Limited, limited. Play this in limited. We should have gotten a fog, a yeah. fog that's a tap land. We should like full on fog. That would be hype. We should. How much would it have costed? Three or four? Oh, like two. Two? Yeah, just, why not? Just to make Fog playable? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just get them. <laughs> That's ballsy, my friend. No, but I, I agree. I think that they were cowards for not doing that. And yeah, totally agree. I know. We'll give the Fog a drawback. Like, if your opponent controls a questing beast or has a bone crusher giant, this does nothing. That, that will make it play. You know, that'll make it even. That uh, sounds like a fog to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's a card that other people seem higher on that I am downer on. Why don't you read Null Priest of Oblivion for us? One and a black for a 2-1 menace lifelink vampire cleric that has kicker three and black for a total of six. When Null Priest of Oblivion enters the battlefield, if it was kicked, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. We're getting our Sphinx back, baby. Yeah! There you... That's the spirit. 
That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> my boy. Okay, here's my problem with Null Priest. It's not an amazing card for two mana, and it's not an amazing card for six mana. So I just feel like both of both sides of this seem underwhelming to me. Would you settle for good at either of those? <sighs> okay. I think there are scenarios in which the backside of it is good, but the front side of it is so underwhelming to me, man. I don't know, 2-1 Menace Lifelink? Like, when are you that stoked to play this on turn two? I just think it's super underrated. You need Vampire Payoff, and we rotated our Soren. Yeah, oh yeah, this would have been great in that deck. But it will be back. There is a Vampire set coming in about a year. Oh, so maybe this will be a player? I, I, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, this card is fine. Not great. Do you think the black decks are actually going to run this in the two-drop slot? Maybe if they have literally nothing else? I mean, we talked about their two-drop sp- slot not being great. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this is a four of. I I think I was saying that you want, like, one or two, because when you have absolutely nothing to play, this is better than nothing on turn two. And when you draw it late, it's probably a little better than the average top deck. Here's one of my issues is if this was getting back a Regisaur, I could be convinced. If this was getting back a Spawn of Mayhem, I could be convinced because those are very, very good aggressive creatures that you're happy to play on curve. And then they're also pretty threatening when you bring them back. So Okay, so what are you getting? Well, that's my problem. Hmm. I just don't, I'm not seeing any super compelling things to bring back with this in current standard. If you're doing reanimator things, then that's a whole different strategy, right? So then you have to evaluate this card differently in a reanimator deck. Playing it straight up in, a, in some kind of a creature deck, I don't know. What about just spamming them with Rankle or in green-black spamming them with Questing Beast? Yeah. It's really good with Rankle, right? Because you can sacrifice the Null Priest and make them sacrifice a creature? Yeah, it's six mana. You hit them with the Rankle, you sacrifice the Null Priest, they sacrifice some big creature that they were really excited about, and Rankle's doing business. It, it's okay. I agree with you. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'm going to need to see it. Like, this is a card that needs to be proved to me. This is not an auto-include in all of my black decks. I just... I don't know. I've heard other people talking about, yeah, this card's great, you know? It's a, it's a serviceable two-drop, and then it does good things at six. And the serviceable two-drop is the problem I have. <laughs> that, that's my issue with this. I, I do Legit. not think it's a serviceable two-drop. It is a cleric. Cleric is good. Do we, do we care about... Cl- if we care about clericness, we we kind of into this card. Yeah, I would agree with that. And if this thing's able to reanimate your cleric lord who makes your deck go off, then I'm super into that. This is also menace with lifelink, so like it pushes your speaker of the heavens life total. I I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. The best case that I can think of for this is a cleric dork that your other cleric cards make better, which in the late game buys back your most important cleric cards from the graveyard, which are otherwise susceptible to getting killed by removal. So See, that, he's getting it. He's getting in. That's the that's the best spot that I've thought. How about Luris getting this back, but then you draw this late and you get back Luris? Yeah, that's... Ch- chain it up, baby. Better with Luris. Totally agree. Better with Luris. Yep. Yeah. Good okay. times. All right. Maybe we'll find a home. 
Just want to call this card out very quickly. Cog and War Leader, Creature Human Warrior, 3-3, other warriors you control get plus one plus one. So I don't know that we really need to discuss it, it's just a warrior lord to keep an eye out if some kind of Boros-based warriors deck is playable. This card, yeah, might see play. Winota might like it. Yeah, could be good. Mm. Warriors, come out and play! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, CGB, we have a shapeshifter. Why don't you read this card for us? Glasspool Mimic, two and a blue shapeshifter rogue, rare zero zero creature. You may have Glasspool Mimic enter the battlefield as a copy of a creature you control, except it's a shapeshifter rogue in addition to its other types. But wait, there's more. You can also play this as a tapped blue source. Dude, isn't this card kind of gas? It is kind of gas. Yeah, it I'm it down. very much is. I think that this is going to be one of those interesting things that competes for the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, maybe even more land drop spot. And it actually goes in the rogue deck, which I was kind of wondering if the rogue deck would receive anything like that because it seemed like a deck that already was setting up to compete with the decks that are doing all the landfall stuff. And it also gets this modal land that can be like part of a sweet curve. I mean, when you think about playing Thieves Guild Enforcer and then the Lord that I mentioned before, and then you play a Mimic copying that Lord. Heck yeah. Oh my gosh, we're already attacking for, what is that, eight? Yep. Yeah, that's eight. They're their, their graveyards it. at 10. Their, their, their life like basically you emptied their bank account you stole their firstborn like we've done it you know that there's nothing they got nothing so there's a little bit of interesting play to this because you could do something like you could copy another rogue early in the game and then you could bounce this back to hand with zareth san and then rebuy something better later on i mean it's a fancy play but it's just one of the many things you could be doing with glass pool mimic yeah, you can't copy uh, legendaries, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have spark doubly text, but there's a lot of non-legendaries. And one of the, like, the rogues with the ETBs, with the mill on the ETBs, they stack so good. Yeah. Like, that was something I noticed right away playing that deck. Two Thieves Guild Enforcer is so much better than one. It's kind of like having two Fervent Champions like the way that they feed each other. Yeah. And this just means you're going to have dubs more often, which is great. Okay, a clone for three mana with a land on the back just seems super strong to me. So where else can you play it? I'm trying to think of other sweet ETBs, right? Something yeah. else to copy? With your Sphinx? That's not legendary. Oh, baby. You know? Copy the your Sphinx. Sphinx? Dude, 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 <laughs> you joke. You joke. I am down for you're gonna three be doing mana. This. Draw to discard a card. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sign me up. Sounds Can't decent. do that with a trees. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. All over you. You knit all over this. Yeah. No, I just think if you go down the list, I think Glasspool Mimic's going to get its money in a lot of different decks. Any deck that runs a critical mass of creatures and a blue mana, I think is just in for this, dude. Why would you not be in for this? Are you going to play this to copy like a Sprite Dragon in your Is It deck? Sure. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, sounds lit. Dude, it sounds freaking great. You know what's better than one Sprite Dragon? Two Sprite Dragons. 
boom. Mm -hmm. You know, haste creatures are some of the best things to copy with a card like this. Yeah. Dude, I'm super down. I'm so down for this card. I think it's great. Oh, okay, CGB. CGB. Mm-hmm. CGB. Yes. That's, Hold that's who I is. Okay. Do you know what we're looking at right now? The next Hydroid Crisis. We are looking at a card which literally has the casting cost X, green, blue. O-M-G. When I saw this, I'm not going to lie, like, I immediately thought, before I even read the text, I'm like, this is the thing I'm going to dump the mana from the Omnath into, isn't it? Right? That, that, that was a, oh my gosh, this is it. Don't was, even need to read the card. Mm, I know it's nope, busted. Just throw it into the deck, man. <laughs> just let's go. Ashaya's got this. All right, I'm going to let you do the honors and read us this card. Verizal the Split Current. Mana cost of a Hydroid Crisis. <laughs> Legendary creature, Serpent, zero, zero. This card enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each mana spent to cast it. Nice. Okay. So X plus two. Sweet. Still a Hydroid Crisis, yep, yep. but a little better. <laughs> All right. Whenever you cast a kicked spell, you may remove two plus one, plus one counters from this card. If you do copy the spell, <laughs> you may choose new targets for the copy. Wow. This isn't draw. Wow. This isn't draw a million wow. cards. This is a payoff for something I never really do, which is kick things. This card sucks. Uh, <laughs> what do we copy? Rip. We can, I mean, is it there to copy the the modal charm effects? Right? Must be. I, I guess. I just. Must but be. we've even talked about how situational those are. Is copying them any good? And you have to remove the counters. It's gross. I have not found a single kicked spell that is just like, oh, baby, I could really go for another one of those. Like, are there any? Are there any in the set? Do you, do you want a third Jace token? Jace. You want Jace. a third Jace token? Dude, I, I mean, okay. Let's be real. Isn't it a relief that this card isn't busted? I think that's a relief. Yes. Yes. So, actually, it is. You know, I'll, I love this card just for that. I would craft this card and play it in a bunch of random decks just so that Wizards feels good that they printed this card. Well done. Thanks, Wizards. Yeah, I think this card is just not it. It's the, it's the Lord for a tribe no one cared about, in my opinion. Bye. Later. Okay. This, this card, though, whether or not it's good, I'm going to enjoy playing it because I just think this card is super sweet. Myriad Construct, four colorless mana for an artifact creature construct. Four, four. Kick a three. If it was kicked at ETBs with a plus one, plus one counter on it for each non-basic land your opponents control, which is a weird line of text, but okay. When Myriad Constructs becomes the target of a spell, sacrifice it and create a number of 1-1 one, one colorless construct artifact creature tokens equal to its power. So that's pretty gassed. It's kind of a hangerback walkery kind of a card. It exists in that paradigm. Why did it have to say target of a spell, though? Oh. Do you mean as opposed to like target of an ability? ECD, dude. Yeah, ECD oh. embarrasses this card. That sucks. It's so... Mmm, so mean. That sucks. So, can we do things like sack this to our own, target it with our own spells? Okay, here's a question. 
super random idea, but let's say that you point a pump spell at this. Do you get more tokens? No, because the trigger goes on the stack from it being targeted and sacrificed before your pump spell resolves. Hummer, <sighs> dude. I know. I suppose if you can buff its power in some other way. You know, there's that Eldrazi monument. You know, sign, <laughs> yeah, sign yourself baby. up, I guess. I don't know yeah, what to do. baby. That, I, I will not meet you on this planet, but you have fun. Could this card be good out of the board against, like, Mono Red or something? Because they're going to target it and you make 4 one one. So what if they just don't target it? You just block something. So you Ember Cleave the other thing. Yeah, you're right. It's not very good. Sad. Man. Sad robot. I kind of want this card to be good. Me too. Village Me rights? Too. <laughs> Do your thing, man. You live your life. I, I'm going to live a life where this is a four mana kind of awkward card. Oh, but it it's cool. wrecks Ugin. Taste it, Ugin. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Well, cool design. Cool design. We will uh, hope to see it show up somewhere. All right, CGB. We're, we're getting there. We're getting down to it. Read for us Shatterskull Charger. One red red giant warrior rare. Four three. Trample haste. Kicker is two, and if Shatterskull Charger was kicked, it enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter on it. At the beginning of your end step, if Shatterskull Charger doesn't have a plus one plus one counter on it, return it to its owner's hand. It's mm. mm. a lot of beats. It's a lot of three mana four three trample haste. It's a lot of beats though. The problem is you have to pay for it again. So back in our day, the paper boomers would have called that an advantage because <laughs> it can't be swept or hit <laughs> yeah, by sorcery removal. And we played a three mana four two that had no other abilities and returned itself to the hand called Viashino something. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that card. <laughs> Vyashino yeah, Boomer. <laughs> Vyashino <laughs> Boomer Mancer. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't know, man. This card seems... I'm leaning towards not good enough, but that's just my hot take, though. I haven't really thought okay. it through. So fail state is you get in there, but it comes back to hand, so it's protected from sorcery speed removal and sweepers. Mm -hmm. kind can be okay. In a battle of board pres presence, mm -hmm. not okay. Yeah. So how would you feel if I told you that on turn two, you could cast a creature that would put a plus one, plus one counter on this at the beginning of combat and let you keep it on oh, the field? Oh, hold up. Let's read that last line of text again. Beginning of your end step, if it doesn't have a plus one, plus one counter on it, return it to its owner's hand. Okay. That's astutely noticed, though, my friend. That's uh, Yeah, baby. That's something. That is so uh, throwing it back. What, I don't remember the name of the card, but it's one in a white. Put a plus one plus one counter yeah. on target creature you control at the beginning of combat. And it so there's your Boros curve, man. That's gas. And not only that, it's a party curve because that was a cleric. This is a warrior. Yeah, and they this one plays with Winota as well, which is nice. Yep, giant warrior. Yep. Okay, you're you're talking to me. You're saying sweet things to me now. Yeah, there's something in there. It's it's not quite a one four for four, but you know it's 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 doing things. <laughs> it's doing things. I do like a five four trample haste, which I get to keep. 
That sounds pretty gas to me. That's that's pretty insane, actually. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's, good. that's above rate in every way. Every so way. the question is if we're okay playing it when that doesn't happen. And I think that at least in some number, I don't think you ever want two. Mm. Like having two in your hand yeah, is Yeah, it's gonna suck. Really yeah, that's gross. That is gonna clog your hand and make your draw pretty unwieldy. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing the number is three or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaning more towards two. So here's another thing I will say is that casting this for five mana against a number of decks is going to be totally fine. Yeah. They won't be able... So if you cast this kicked, your opponent will neither be able to eliminate it or um, Heartless Act it. So uh, They will be able to eliminate it. It still has oh, a casting cost no, of you're three, right. technically. You're right. Okay. But so, Heartless, Act, Heartless Act won't work. You're right. So Eliminate's a pretty good answer to this card. But the kicked side of this sounds totally fine to me. Mm-hmm. A 5-4 Trample Haste for 5, when you can afford to do that, is totally fine. That's going to be a game-ender a lot of the time. So. Oh, yeah. It's, he's, he's a good finisher, man. This, this card's not a joke. And if you played in the dash days, you know that it was often right to dash your creature instead of cast your creature. And it was right more often than you thought. So this... This might be, you know, getting in there as a 4-3 haste, even when you have the mana to kick it. Yeah. I mean, this this card is pretty nuts. Also, you have Embercleave. I, I was going to say... You just play this for three, and you equip an Embercleave to this it. This does enable some pretty nasty Embercleave turns, so that's that's pretty gas. Okay, well, yeah. you talked me into it. I'm still not sure how many of them I'm going to play, and I'm still not sure if I'm going to play any. But these are some strong cases for the card. Make a strong case for the next card. I, I dare you. I wish I could. <laughs> Come on, man. Step up. Okay. Let's play this in Historic with Ray's... Uh, no, what's that stupid... Uh, Should we tell the audience what it is? <laughs> Butts Matter card? <laughs> Butts <laughs> right. Matter? Butts Matter the deck. Butts okay. Matter dot deck. All right. All right. Okay. So this card... Sharix the Raging Isle, two blue blue, legendary creature Leviathan Crab at rare. My friends, we have the world's walliest wall that ever walled it is an O seventeen. You read that correctly. The red deck will never get through this, ever. Spells your opponents cast that target Sharix the Raging Isle cost two more to cast, in case you needed that. Boom. And you can pay three mana as many times as you want. Sharix gets plus X, minus X until end of turn, where X is the number of islands you control. Okay, someone had fun designing this card. I mean, 10 out of 10 for flavor, but great. We're playing this in some mono blue deck as some kind of bizarre finisher. What a weird card. So yeah, with, with uh, whatever that deck is where your creatures attack with their butts, that's where you play this card. <laughs> You can't play it in standard, <laughs> but that is... I'll tell you what. This with freaking with their butts. <laughs> this with Tetsuko Umazawa, mm, baby, oh. nail him. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that's it. That's all I, mean, I got. I, I, all right, I can't get away from attack with your butt. Um, this, <laughs> it's just. <laughs> okay body slam i have made sure that you went over this card and tried to sell me on it for one purpose and one purpose only which is well this shares a casting cost with a certain sphinx wizard master <laughs> of winds <laughs> which are you going to play which is better which is better 
asking the hard-hitting questions, CGB. So, so when I say that the Sphinx is better, you're gonna like lean back in your chair and be satisfied <laughs> that you won the encounter. You win this time, Covert Go Blue. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, this thing blocks a six-six trample haste, or not trampling haster all day long, baby. <sighs> oh yeah. Let that mediocrity right out through your lungs, man. This one's all you, baby. Nimble Trap Finder. Go. One and a blue. Two, one. Human Rogue. Nimble Trap Finder can't be blocked if you had another cleric, rogue, warrior, or wizard enter the battlefield under your control this turn. At the beginning of combat on your turn, if you have a full party, creatures you control gain whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card until end of turn. Imagine if they had taken if you control a full party and they just changed it to anything else that mattered. If you control a rogue, it is a rogue. Got him. Got him. <laughs> I mean... This this card was close to being interesting. In rogue tribal, regardless of the presence of other things, this can be enabling of your Zerasan, but you need a lot of mana, and I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it one bit. I mean, okay, the unblockable text is kind of cool, but most of your creatures are going to have evasion anyway. I'd rather have the ghostly pilfer just discard a card to make it unblockable not have to spend the mana yeah have and, your mana available for other things and you're already down on that card so that tells us yeah, how much you like card this too. card yep yeah i think this card's a dud personally Ooh. okay does this do anything for us throne of mckindy rare land tap to add a colorless tap one mana and tap it to put a charge counter on throne of mckindy Tap and remove a charge counter from Throne of McKindy. Add two mana of any one color. Spend this mana only to cast kicked spells. So I guess the problem with this is that we're just not that excited about our kicked spells. I feel like I must be missing something. Hmm. Like there must be something that if you kick it, it's so it's freaking like really good. good. But it's so hard to think of anything that you kick that is better than a slightly below rate add, you know, very yeah. medium result. Like, it's it's all medium. I know. Where are kicker payoffs, man? I'm not seeing them. Because Jace isn't yeah. it, I tell you what. I don't think so. And our spell doubler isn't it either. I don't think so. Yeah. This just feels like a huge miss to me. Why do we not have any good kicker cards? I don't know. I, I really don't. I, so I feel like strange. I must have missed one and that something's a lot better than I think it is. Same. Yeah, same. It's just hard for me to imagine this mechanic coming back into standard and just literal whiff. It really does. It feels like literal whiff to me. Because we're not using it on our Shatter Skull Charger, I tell you what. <laughs> Probably not. I'm not spending turn two charge in that thing. Yeah, dude, all of our playable kicker cards do not care about Throne of McKindy. Like, yeah, Jace doesn't care about it. Shatter Skull doesn't care about it. Those are the two best ones I can think of off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. So I guess we're going out with a whimper here because that is the end of our spoilers for this set. Well, do you have a favorite card or like a couple favorite cards or synergies off the top of your head that are just like, holy crap, I, I'm going to play that? So, okay. I do, I like the plant dude, the plant maker. That one is exciting to me. 
it just gets my juices flowing, so I like that card a lot. <sighs> Let's see, other than that, it's funny because I know I'm excited about this set, but I can't off the top of the dome name the cards that I'm like really excited about. I think that the black mythic land, the Agadim's Awakening or whatever, yes. it's not necessarily that I personally am super stoked to start building around that, but I just think that that card is really powerful. So mm -hmm. that would be a place that I would start looking. I am kind of stoked about Cleric Tribal. I'm going to say that. Like that... That has definitely interested me, and I kind of don't think that it's going to be playable on day one of the format, but I think with another like set or two in standard, we could start to see some pretty cool cleric tribal stuff. So that's, that's simmering on the back burner for me. Yeah, I think the clerics, they filled out a little in a different way. I expected, like you've said a few times, sacrifice synergy and... It, it feels like there's a little more power there to just attack a few people than I thought, and not as much it has to be in the graveyard to be good, but it's an interesting tribe anyway. I do feel like it needs a little something else. I'm, of course, wanting to see if you can just do nonsense with a Shia and Omnath and uh, some of the other landfall stuff. I think that will be very fun. The mythic cycle of land slash spell is really interesting to see how it just changes magic and makes it so we're all playing a long game not just some of the decks of course omnath will tell you some long games are more equal than others <laughs> omnath, I, I still think omnath is by yeah. a mile the broken card in the set oh yeah so busted uh but rogues i think the rogues are game dude yeah like there is a lot of curve out power there in blue and black and i don't remember a blue black aggressive deck i was excited for like pirates was not it nope and i'll so. tell you what we needed some reinforcement for the rogues deck to be playable and oh baby did we get some reinforcement yeah soaring thought thief is amazing it's really good and a number of these other cards are really good i think that the the uh party payoff counter spell is super sweet i think zarathsan is super sweet as a top end between all of these cards that we have to work with we're gonna find a good shell and i think it's gonna be pretty good maybe it won't be a tier but i think it's gonna be tier enough that you can play it on the ladder without getting laughed at and i think that's pretty sweet i agree yep that, that just seems gas. I also will say, and I didn't think this was going to happen, but overall, this set has made me interested to play Green Stompy in Standard again. And that's pretty cool. So Yeah! Arjuna returning to his roots. Now, granted, we're still missing some of the good cheap cards, so that's kind of a problem. But it does have enough fun things going on around the mid-range. It has a nice little spare tire. Green's, green's going to be a very spare tire color in this format. And I still think that, you know, just like curving into your Great Henge is going to be pretty gas. So sign me up for the green. I'm kind of into that. Awesome, dude. Well, I'm actually excited about the set. And for those curious, I did my crafting guide, which is where I give my recommendations on how many of each card I would craft if you're looking to build competitive decks for Arena. And this set was higher than Ikoria, Throne of Eldraine, and M21. M21 by far. M21, I had like 21, 24 cards recommended by the end of that set. This one I'm recommending, I believe it was like 60 some cards to be crafted. And I'm, so, I'm sure that like a lot of those are just those mythic spell lands, right? 
I mean, most of those are like ones and twos. Okay. But fair. a lot of them are the pathways. Like the pathways. Oh, the make pathways. Up a ton of it. Yeah. Those. But I, it's still a very exciting set. I, I just, I, I want to kind of use this as a way to stress that. I think there's a lot going on here, something for everyone, and I'm excited to play it. Yeah. I think this set, I'm not going to go ahead and call it a throne of Eldraine. But I think it's just a set that's putting a metric ton of playable cards into standard. And I think this is one of those sets that people are going to look back on and be like, dang, there was a lot going on in that set and it was really powerful. Mm-hmm. Agreed. If there is a set that you don't want to miss on Arena, it's this one. It's I, I do, I, I'm going to compare it to Eldraine because I think Eldraine is the set where when new people are joining Arena right now and they're like, what do I need to invest in? It's Eldraine, because the set was just so powerful. The rares were so good. The mythics were so good. Everything about it was just essential. And I kind of feel the same way about this set. I just think that there are going to be so many essential cards that you just cannot get away with not playing in standard. So yeah, invest in this set. It will pay off. All right, well, that's an excellent place for us to end this episode. Thank you so much, CGB, and you, the listener, for slogging with us through all of those cards. I I genuinely enjoyed reviewing this set, and I don't know, man. We're, we're going to have a lot to brew with, I think. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. I'm going to have a lot of Ashaya Sphinx decks to talk about. <laughs> excellent. I'm not, it's not over. The The meme continues oh. until you end this show. The meme, the meme lives on. Well, it's a meme I can get behind. So you can find us in all of the places you can find podcasts, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. We're on YouTube. YouTube channel is great. Excellent comments on the videos. So go there if you want to kind of chat with the community. I've also been posting ICRs and in-game rewards and stuff in our YouTube community. So if you're looking to pick up some free wild cards, go and check that because that's where I've been posting them. You can find Kovac Go Blue on his YouTube channel where he releases a video every single day bar none. You can also find him on his Twitch channel, Kovac Go Blue, and he streams Monday through Friday, uh, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern. All right, Kovac Go Blue, take it easy, my man, and I will catch you soon. Later. Later.